Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Coach the Coach Radio. Brought to you by the Business Radio X Ambassador Program, the no-cost business development strategy for coaches who want to spend more time serving local business clients and less time selling them. Go to brxambassador.com to learn more. Now, here's your host. Lee Cantor here, another episode of Coach the Coach Radio, and this is going to be a fun one. Today on the show, we have Raul Hernandez with Do Good Work. Welcome, Raul. I'm Lee. Well, I'm excited to learn what you're up to. Tell us a little bit about Do Good Work. How are you serving folks? We're serving them with uh, management and growth consulting for digital cons- uh, digital consultants to help them grow. So um, what's your backstory? How'd you get into this line of work? Uh, by accident, actually. So I was helping grow uh, digital firms online and that led to helping teams double and triple online. And these are not like small growth, like multi-million dollar companies. And it led to being able to have a mentor tell me that I should put my my experience into writing, wrote a book. And then from there, I went into consulting other firms grow. I've helped uh, clients uh, 5X their MRR. I've helped clients double their the revenue in, in months. And it's been just a fun ride helping the digital consultants conquer this new economy. So now, um, what does the term digital consultant mean? Digital consultants are the ones who are having a lot of fun right now because they're taking their services online and being able either to provide digital services to other business owners and or consulting services to being able to help other businesses and either operations, product, or growth. Yeah, that includes marketing. So what's a digital uh, consulting product? Digital consulting products could either be, for example, let's say you are a, a service provider. Uh, I have a good buddy of mine here that he runs a fractional CFO um, company, right? They do services. However, a product, a digital product could be some of his clients may not be ready for the services. Maybe it is a 12-week curriculum uh, with fractional supports. It could be an actual just educational product. It could be as simple as an ebook or a digital book. Um, that's like the lowest uh, tier type of product. But there's so many ways to be able to digitize and productize services and products. Uh, and that's why taking advantage of that in this new economy is so important. So is that you feel a missed opportunity for a lot of service providers? They're looking at their service as the only thing that they could sell. And and you feel that uh, in the right hands, creating and selling uh, some sort of a digital product, whether it be a a book or a course or videos or something that just can be um, delivered digitally can really um, accelerate and open up uh, a lot of room for growth for organizations. Yeah, so that's... If we're looking at the framework, so I'm a frameworks guy to deliver growth. If we're looking at the framework, it's important to understand your product matrix. Everyone likes options. Me, when I buy stuff, I like options. When we when we when I work with with team members and helping them grow, we give options to clients to be able to work with them. Because if you just give one option, then you're telling them that I don't want to work with you. But if you give multiple options, multiple modalities, or different ways to engage with the service or a result. Because at the end of the day, people just buy results. When you create multiple options, you can get creative in how you deliver results through the different mediums, time lengths, and price points. The, the emphasis of a digital good, like if you just make a course and you just put it online, well, it's, that's nice. It's a starting point, but we always have to ask the answer 
or the question, who cares? And the answer to that question is extremely important because if your audience, your ideal customer, isn't able to grab value from that alone, and typically the course consumption rates are like 10%, it's how can we deliver a service or a digital good or a product in such a way where the consumption is increased, the value is delivered, and results are seen, even if the time frame might be slower? Because we all know the difference. Like if you hire someone to do the job for you, the execution is quicker than if you go through a self-study course. So um, when you're helping your clients with their product matrix options, what are kind of some examples of those? You mentioned ebook, you mentioned a course, so like where does that all fit into this matrix? Yeah, let me give you a real, real example of someone um, who currently does like a 12-week uh, program uh, for for their particular niche. I'll keep the, uh, the individuals and the company, uh, you know, safe with privacy, but Let's say, for example, you have a 12 or nine week program where you take, let's say, brand, brand people, brand consultants, and you help them land more clients or you help them write better proposals or you help them pitch their, their products. And you have a 12 week program, you have coaches, you have office hours, you have digital content, and then you also have maybe one on one calls once a week, depending how you want to structure that. That is just one leg of the option because typically uh, service providers, um, who haven't gone the digital route, think linearly. We think that we get a client, we serve the client, buy client, as opposed to creating a value chain where you get a client, serve a client from there, identify what's the next best offering or service that they need in their journey, and can I offer that? For example, let's say you graduate a 12-week program, and from that program, you graduate into a larger mastermind, or you graduate to the next level program, which is a six-week intensive or a 10-week intensive or one-on-one consulting, et cetera. So it's, it's really a creative way to solve the problem of linear consulting and service provi- uh, providing to create a three-dimensional. And the reason why it's important to do this, it's referral rates. Uh, not only increase, but also you create internal flywheels. You create flywheels for yourself, for the business, for creating stability, consistency, as well as for your team. And that's a separate component that we can dive into, the the team's experience and internal churn, which is a real thing. Now, how do you help the folks uh, that say, look, I'm having a hard enough time writing an ebook, designing one course. How am I going to kind of create all these spinoff courses intensives? Um, like how am I going to execute on all of that and deliver on all of that? So the way that I help clients or are just like how we would solve that particular problem? Yeah. I'm just trying to understand, you know, as you bring up an excellent point on how something could grow, I just want to get a little more clarity around how does the rubber hit the road and how do you really deliver on all that? Cause it's one thing to say, okay, create a program, create coaching around it, have one-on-one calls, a typical funnel that a lot of consultants have. But then if you say, okay, you know, well, we're going to have one program and then it's going to spin off a mastermind group and then, or it's going to spin off a six-week intensive program from that. How yeah, am how I delivering right? all of that? You know, when I'm barely having, you know, I could barely keep track of the 10 clients I have right now. Yeah, that's a, such a valid question. So the way that I do this is through productive profits. It's a cycle that, from this is the book that I wrote, but it's also the the real examples of cycles that happen within companies. So I just took observations and real um, experiences and things that produce results and packaged it into a protocol. It's a simple protocol. It's three phases, but it is a cycle. It's a rinse repeat cycle. Um, 
those three phases, I'm going to go through the three phases just to understand, to give understanding and clarity, but then the key emphasis is on phase one, because this answers every question that you just asked. So the three phases within a productive profit cycle is clarity. The second phase is evergreen flows. And then the third phase is synchronization. Under the clarity phase, this is where we really design the business and the growth based on the founder's personal, professional, and team goals. And this is such an important concept because once you understand the end to design, you work backwards from there. Into this, you take into, into consideration the business model that currently exists. We take into consideration the product matrix. If not, we create that and also service delivery list and also identify current clients and identify the verticals that we're actually supporting or the categories that we're, we're, we're serving in our market. From there, it, it moves into understanding what is the best pricing um, packages that we can offer. What is the positioning setup for the company, the brand in their marketplace? And then the then they get to the actual tactical of creating alignment with the team, creating the right team task units. And then from there, now that you have a good base foundation on clarity, what you're designing, then we move into the second phase called evergreen flows, where you're creating the core operations of your business. And if we were to look at what are the core operations, it's identifying the operating KPIs, the key performance indicator, aligning that to the key processes that support and produce that outcome and aligning that to the key people or the key softwares that produce those processes that drive those numbers. When we do that, this takes into account a lot of the teams, uh, the humans in your team, uh, their their perception, their growth, their development plans, their training, how we actually work uh, to deliver what we say we do. And then on the final leg of the phase is synchronization. And here is where you tie everything together, where you tie the processes, you train the team, you support with leadership training, with personal development training, and you have consistent monitoring in place and audits, of course, just to make sure that what is built is being executed over time. And results are a combination of that consistency of actions over time. So that's why the synchronization phase focuses on the consistency and has parameters to measure over time. So when we do the cycle, uh, rinse and repeat, you know, the first round, it's, it's a good clarity, building a good foundation. The second round is building on top of that. But once you start spinning that, it becomes less of a bit of a heavy lifting really because it's already in motion. And then you're not necessarily saying, okay, we're going to start with these 10 offerings. It might be, oh, no, let's no. start with one, build on that, be good at this, be great at this, deliver results, and then layer on it, you know, then rinse and repeat the whole process with the second one and then just keep layering and layering and layering. Exactly. And the beauty of it is a lot of founders don't know where they actually want to take it. Like I'll, I'll be on, I had a, a, a call, uh, with a client that I think we're over a year now and we're like, Oh, cool. Where do you want to take this? Are you looking to roll up, sell, exit, merge, buy? Like what's the, what's the end game? Because a lot of service-based businesses are just cash flow businesses. What is the asset that you're building? And I think that's an important question to ask. If it's a, if it's an asset as it is, is a software that you're building internally, if it's an asset as a business to sell. And that's why the clarity phase is one overlooked, but two, the most important 
Because if you don't know what you're building and designing for, then you're just uh, moving in action over time. And um, when did you kind of figure out, hey, I have something here that can be scaled in this manner? For me personally or like how yeah, we for you work with personally as, an, as you know, you develop this working for somebody else. How did you know that this was something that you could then productize? Oh, yeah. I mean, when I was doing this, I was like to, in the CX roles and doing that and scaling that like it just it was a, a mentor who identified, hey, this is unique and a lot of other people need help with it. And it's that multiplied by repetition. So just. So, but you bad. were doing the work and you didn't realize it. Somebody had to point it out to you. I mean, you don't know how uh, valuable it is to ride a bike until other people tell you that they can't ride a bike or like we take advantage or for granted things that are come easy to us until someone else tells us, Hey, this is actually valuable. Now, how did you figure out this process on your own? Was it trial and error or you were, um, somebody told you to do some of these things and you figured some of them out yourself? Everything that I ever write, everything that I've compiled into Productive Profits, it's built off two things, experience and results. So it's honestly testing, doing it, and then logging what works. Um, now, do you have any advice for folks out there who are maybe not ready for your services, but would like you know, some of the results that you talk about? Is there some low-hanging fruit that anybody could do today, some action they could take today? that could help them on their way? Yeah. I, I mean, so the way that I, this is my business philosophy. Information is free and it should always be free. I, I, don't, I don't charge for information. It's transformation that we need skin in the game because if people want to see a result, you got to put skin in the game. If not, you'll never get a result ever. So for information, I have everything from productive profits online on my uh, newsletter on the website, on the blog, uh, the podcast, I drop consistent new new insights, new things that are working. And this is me compiling all the frameworks and strategies that I've either done or see that are working within the teams that I lead, anywhere from companies doing 800,000 a year to trying to grow to 50 million plus a year. So I give that away all on my social, on the podcast, on the blog, and then for if you want to take it to the next step and I understand or getting tools or frameworks to apply in your business, like the transformations, the shortcuts, not really a shortcut, but the accelerators, that would require a, like a paywall. But everything and information is free online. The book is on Amazon. Um, and it's also on my website, I believe, as well. But that would be the best place to start really and really understanding the clarity phase and then working to build out your core operations. And for you at this stage in your career, what is the most rewarding part? I had a call on Friday uh, with a gentleman in Florida. His company's merging. And um, I share the story because I, in this story, you'll see the light. His company's merging and um, he's, they're doing well. They're doing 30, 30 million a year. And we're looking at some things. But he mentioned to me in part of our conversation about helping, helping him grow is like, he said that every decision that I make affects about 38 families in my team. You know, the number is irrelevant here. It's about the rewarding part is being able to be create that spark, that certainty to create that confidence in the founder, because it doesn't just start and end with them. It starts with them, but the ripple effects affect their 
close relationships, family, community, their teams, their stakeholders. And that's the real ripple effect. And that to me is why I've, I, I do this. That's, that's a lot of uh, other reasons why behind that, but that to me is the main reason why I, I love just doing this kind of work. Well, if somebody wants to learn more, have a more substantive conversation with you or somebody on your team or get a hold of some of those resources, what's the website? Dogoodwork.io. That's dogoodwork.io. And you'll have every access point there and you can contact me directly as well. Good stuff. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story today. Uh, You're doing important work and we appreciate you. Appreciate you, Lee. Thank you. All right. This is Lee Cantor. We'll see you all next time on Coach the Coach Radio. 